0: The views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, advertising partners, or ownership of Forever Communication. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. This is Lorraine Jones with 15 minutes of good news, sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital. Did you stay up late last night and and maybe hit that snooze button a few times this morning before rolling out of bed? I sure did, and and I'm what you would call a night owl. I stay up late, I'm more productive later in the day, um, and I don't like to get up early in the morning. In fact, I'm taping this podcast at 10. 10 was the meeting. I think we're getting started at 10.20. That was my appointment time. Uh, And do you know when I started writing and figuring out what I was going to talk about? 10 p.m. last night. 10 p.m. last night, and I went to bed at 1 1 o'clock this morning. Um, I was writing, and I'm writing about whether or not you're a night owl or an early bird. And I'm realizing that most of my friends are already sleeping and had been for several hours. uh, But that's when my creative juices are flowing. And I need a really good reason to get up real early in the morning. Like, the house is on fire. (laughs) It better be important for me to get up. But there are some people... And some of you might be like this. They get up like at 5 a.m. every morning, whether even on their days off. And we call them early birds. Are you a night owl or are you an early bird? Uh, I did a little research in the middle of the night <laughs> and see what the experts say on it. And what they say is that our predisposition to wake up early or late is determined by our DNA. You have an internal clock, uh, like when you are naturally most focused and most energized. Uh, and something else that I think is interesting is studies show that night owls are more creative and tend to have higher IQs than early birds. But night owls have ten percent lower academic scores than early birds. So. You know, I guess we're smarter, but we're too too dang tired to do very well on the test. So uh, anyway, but let me ask another question in that same vein. Do you eat breakfast? My answer is, eh, sort of, kind of, not really. My, my staple, my standard is a pack of peanut butter crackers and a protein drink, you know, on the way to work. Um, but what do we always hear about breakfast? We always hear that you should eat breakfast because... It's the most important meal of the day. And it is. But more important than, than a physically nutritious breakfast is a, a spiritually nutritious breakfast. And a lot of people in the Bible believed that it was important to start off their day with a spiritual meeting with God. Breakfast with God, if you will. Proverbs thirty one fifteen says that uh, a virtuous woman rises early to get spiritual food for her household. And David said in Psalm 63, "O oh God, you are my God, early will I seek you. And you know, Jesus prayed in the early morning. In the account in Mark, it says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out. And departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Jesus often prayed in the wilderness. In Luke, it says, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. King David also offered up prayers to God early in the morning. Psalm 5.3 says, My voice shalt that hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct my prayer unto Thee. There are many examples in Scripture about people who rose early to have breakfast with God, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Gideon, Job, and even Jesus. The Gospels tell us many times that, you know, Jesus went down at dawn to teach the people who gathered in the temple courts. In fact, the, the most glorious event in Christianity, the resurrection, occurred in the early morning. Jesus was a morning person, an early bird. One of the most well-known prayers in the Bible, the Lord's Prayer, which which people call the model prayer, is a morning prayer. It can be found in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. I'm just going to read it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Notice it said, give us this day our daily bread. The day obviously lies before the person who is praying that prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a daily prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. It doesn't say, give us what we need for the week. Give us what we need for the month or for our lives. We are to take one day at a time. You know, we're not supposed to ask for vast storehouses for the future. God desires us to walk by faith day by day. So it's a daily prayer, but it's a selfless prayer. Give us, not just give me what i need give us our daily bread we are to pray for ourselves and others but it's also a simple prayer it simply says give us this day our daily bread just sustain us give us what we need we're not asking for steak and caviar we're asking for bread god will provide for our needs not our greeds do you do you pray in the morning Actually, I don't. I don't as a rule. Um, I have two devotionals uh, that I leave at work. uh, And anytime through the day, maybe sometimes it's lunch, sometimes when I get a little break, um, when I do my writing and my researching in my Bible, it's almost always at night. Um, But... Uh, I read this, I can't even remember where I saw this, but this um, poem written by Ralph Spaulding Cushman, and it's a po- poem, some call it The Secret, but the actual title of it is, I Met God in the Morning. And I'm going to read it to you because it's it's lovely. I met God in the morning when my day was at its best, and his presence came like sunrise, like glory in my breast. All day long the presence lingered, all day long he stayed with me, and we sailed in perfect calmness o'er a very troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered, other ships were sore distressed, but the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and rest. And I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mind, when I too had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. So I think I know the secret. Learn from many a troubled way. You must seek him in the morning if you want him through the day. I love that. I love that. And I want to I wanna share about a time when I met God in the morning. I tell you, I don't, I don't normally have a devotional time in, in the morning. But recently, I met God in the morning. My 30-year-old son, Stevie, has recently, very recently, undergone 10 weeks of chemotherapy treatments at the Baptist Cancer Center here in Union City. Just this past, uh, from the end of January, January, February, and all of March, he finished up March 28th. But, you know, with the COVID precautions still lingering, especially at medical facilities, you can't go in and sit with them, which is what I wanted to do. When you get get chemotherapy, it's several hours process. His appointments, he's a school teacher and he didn't want to miss school much of it. So his appointments were right at 8 a.m. so he could get out as soon as possible. Well, on a regular day, I don't have to be at work till nine. So I normally get up at 745 to 8:15 depending on if I'm going to wash my hair. It's the big that's the big bugaboo there. But uh, I got up at 6:30. Uh when he started his chemotherapy, I got up at 6:30. I was in the parking lot at the Baptist Cancer Center by 7:20 um and I did it for 10 weeks. Um it was so peaceful. I sat in my car I parked in the parking lot. The sun was kind of still coming up i don't think we'd had daylight savings time yet but sometimes the sun was still coming up it was peaceful i never see the sun come up i really don't it's 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 an oddity for me to see it um it's it was peaceful it was quiet you know there's not a lot of people on the roads but i sat there and i i listened to caleb on the radio i read my bible i had several devotionals in the car um Friends have, had given me lists of scripture that they thought would be helpful for me to be sure to where to go to. Um, friends were texting me with prayers and words of encouragement. And, and, you know, I sat there and I watched the staff come to start their day's work. And I noticed some of them were early birds. Some of them got there at 730. I assume everything starts at eight. They got there early. Early and we're organized and we're walking slowly and then and then there were some that their cars seemed to come in on two wheels and they barely made it they would park and I'd look at the clock because I was just so interested it was like you know seven fifty seven and they ran into the building you know with a coffee cup and um, and and everybody had the same pattern I saw the same people day after day they parked in the same spots I feel like I knew them. I prayed for those people that would give care to my son that day, and I prayed for the other patients they would see. Um, I prayed for the doctors. I prayed for them as, as they broke bad news and as they shared good news. I, I prayed for the hearts that were in, that were breaking and the bodies that were mending um, behind those walls. Then the patients would start coming. Some, some looked good. I wondered if they were a patient or not at all and some not so good. I saw the same ones day after day shuffle in and some looked weary and sad and and others looked strong and determined and then my son would arrive and I would literally have like 2 minutes with him. Just a chance to give him a hug, give him a kiss. Give him a pack of crackers, a a magazine, some mom words of encouragement. And I did that every morning that he had chemo. Now, praise God it's over (laughs) and he is well. But I kind of realized, even though I don't do it anymore, I realized that I enjoyed that quiet morning time and a little bit I kind of looked forward to it. But it did teach me that me that I could have breakfast with God in the early morning if I really needed to. I'll tell you, something really important had to be going on for me to get up. And those 10 weeks, something really important was going on. I needed to get up. I don't do that now. I'm back to being a night out. So so what about those of us who aren't morning people? You know, is God disappointed in us because of our lack of attendance at the early morning breakfast table? You know, I don't think so. Um. I was looking through Scripture last night, and in Genesis 1-5, you know, God, God called the light day and the darkness, he called night. God made both day and night, and he called both of them good. It seems that God made morning people and night people. And you know, really, I don't think it matters to God when you pray, as long as you pray, as long as you talk to him. Have you had ever, Have you ever had breakfast for dinner? Yeah, it's pretty good. You got to change it up sometimes. You see, God never sleeps and never gets tired. You know, therefore, a a physical body that grows weary doesn't limit him. He's always awake, always alert, and always attentive to his children. The Bible also, it tells us to pray without ceasing. If you're going to pray without ceasing, you're going to pray morning, noon, and night. And in Psalm fifty-five, seventeen, 17, it says very clearly, Evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry out, and he shall hear my voice. You see, we're all invited to have breakfast with God, and breakfast is served 24 hours a day. In closing, I want to read something uh, to you from a devotional book that I have. And it's called Invited to Breakfast. Um, In it, it says most people wake up to an alarm clock ringing at an appointed hour rather than to a rooster crowing in the barnyard. But for the Apostle Peter... The crowing rooster on that early morning of Jesus' crucifixion was a wake-up call. It woke him up to who he really was. In Peter's worst moment, he had denied knowing his friend and teacher, Jesus. He wept bitterly over his betrayal, and he must have felt terrible guilt and shame afterwards. Then one morning after his resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples who were fishing at the Sea of Tiberias. He called out from the shore, and he asked if they'd caught any fish. The disciples didn't recognize him and just called back no. Jesus told them to throw the net on the other side of the boat, and the catch was so great they were unable to haul it in. Now they knew the man directing them was Jesus, and they headed to shore. When the disciples got there, Jesus invited them to eat with him. Come and have breakfast, he said. And the dawning hours of the day, the resurrected Jesus cooked breakfast for them. How do you think Peter felt when after his greatest failure of his life, Jesus wanted to spend time with him, eat with him, cook him breakfast, and even help him fish? Jesus sought out the disciple who had let him down when he needed him most, and he even called Peter to lead his followers. Whatever mistakes or compromises we made yesterday, Jesus still loves us today and says, come, And have breakfast with me. I'm Lorraine Jones, and you've been listening to 15 Minutes of Good News, sponsored by our friends at Baptist Memorial Hospital. The It's All Good Podcast, hosted by Lorraine Gossett-Jones. Sponsored by Baptist Memorial Hospital, delivering the promise of quality health care. In 1950, Baptist Memorial Hospital Union City opened with a vision to bring quality health care to the Kenton area. Over time, we've built on the tradition of combining patient care, research, and education. This has led to stunning breakthroughs in diagnosis, treatment, management, safety, and prevention. Our staff are bound together through deep history, timeless commitment, and our pursuit of excellence. With our rich history and faith as our foundation, we look forward to many more years of healing, teaching, and preaching and delivering the promise of quality health care.